Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Somebody who will be ordering takeaways, I think, for the next three days is right in front of me. Well, this is it. I'm. Uh, I don't sound too excited. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, obviously, my my other half, Katie, and the kids are away for the next few days. I bet you must miss them. I miss them a hell of a lot, and you know the house is going to be very, very quiet. And you've been so strong today. I've been. I, you know, well I've been. Done. You might hear it in my voice in the show that's you know cracking a little yeah. bit because obviously I'm quite emotional. Uh, what are you going to do with them not uh, at home, man? I don't know. I'll do a lot of moping around. And then after that, as soon as I finish moping, I can get a game going on my PlayStation. I'm going to try and play a board game, order a takeaway, try and do as many things as I possibly can. Yeah. What would you do? Let's Home just alone. hope you don't mope too long. Well, I'll do a bit of moping and then a bit of uh, a bit of rally All car driving. Yeah. Come on! Do you know what? When I had this, I had this earlier in the week, and I, I have a, a note of caution for you. Okay. I found myself vacuuming. Oh, wow. Even yeah. our producer, who has typed right the way through this show, you're yeah. about to hear, yes. he stopped typing then. I know, I know. How did you end up va- vacuuming? Was it like you made a mess and then you need to tidy it up? Or no. you just thought, oh, that looks no. a bit dusty? No, no, no. I, I, I walked into the lounge, was going to go and sit down on the Xbox, not literally on it, play it, and looked and kind of thought, I'm going to hoover the, hoover the carpet. And I did. Is that because... Sometimes I, I'm like this with games where, like, if I want to play something like a video game, I need to have done something so that I feel I'm rewarding myself. Is that what that was? Was it was the hoovering followed by a, a go on a train sim? Bit, maybe a little bit. I was on the train sim. Maybe a little bit of that because then you can sort of, you know, when you get the whole question of like, how is everything at home? What have you been up to? You can then go back with like, a, oh, well, I vacuumed and I've done two loads. Oh, I need like a, yeah, cover story. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, God, the amount of washing I've done. Broken me back going up and down the stairs, hanging it on the air. If I were you, I would do that. I would say, well, obviously, I found it a little bit... Here's what I'd say. Go on, go on, go on. I'll Does Katie listen to the podcast? Uh, just a, no, she doesn't listen to the show or anything. Tell really. you what, I'll tell you at the end of it, because she certainly won't make the end of it, even if she does listen. No, if she does listen, she's definitely going to listen to the end. But let's find out. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It may be wet, but the great thing for me right now is I'm at work and I'm nowhere near the car, because <sighs> the car that we have right now is stressing me out big time. It's an embarrassment. It's a hire car. Is that the embarrassing bit? (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, So I sold the car because, foolishly, I thought I'd be able to get into a new car quickly. There's turned out to now be a four-week period where I'm just paying money to a hire company whilst waiting for the next car. This is so weird because I don't know what day it was we were talking about the fact that you carry all of your belongings with you in your massive bag. And now we're talking about you selling the car and you're in a hire car. (laughs) I ask you again, are you on the run? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But there's now a problem with the hire car in that the key fob isn't working. So you can't get into it without having to... You know, these days, um, you you don't have, like, an old-fashioned key that you put in an ignition and turn and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you're having to actually take the key fob apart to put the old-fashioned key that is actually, like, tucked away inside this newfangled key fob. You're having to unlock on the passenger door because that's the only bit that's got, like, a key in it to get into the car, because the fob doesn't work. So that's how you get in the car every time? Through the passenger door. It's like the Dukes of Hazzard. Then it gets worse, because by doing that, the car alarm goes off. And the (laughs) only way to stop the car alarm, because the key fob doesn't work, is to climb across the passenger seat 
into the driver's seat and start the car up. So the alarm is going off for about 20 seconds every single time for you to go anywhere. So that's whether it's at home in front of all your neighbours. Yeah. Uh, it might be at a car park. It might be at Tesco's. It could, it could anywhere that you're getting into the car, the alarm will go off and it's on for about 30 seconds until you can fire up the engine and drive off. Because if I'm if I'm seeing that, I'm thinking he's breaking in. He's hot wiring. Absolutely, every single time. And you just have to turn around and go, it's fine, it does this. <laughs> if it was my own car, I'd get it fixed. I, you know, but it's not. It's a hire car, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm for not me, putting a new battery in or anything. This seems like a life out of control. Oh, I, it's horrible. I'm getting vibes of John Cleese in, in Clockwise. Yeah, it, it feels you like that in a mini going around country lanes, the alarm blaring out, one window down. But this is the worst thing about it. It's something that is embarrassing about my life right now, but I'm just having to live with it. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. You, do, do you identify with that at all? Well, we've got... Um, the thing that's embarrassing me in our life is our is our mutual fence that we've got between us and our neighbours on the right-hand side. Like, it's had a load... You know, the storms and stuff yeah. like that, and it's they had ivy, so it kind of... You know, ivy kind of, like, pulls, like, wood to pieces. So there's loads of holes in it. It's almost like piano keys at the moment. <laughs> Every two, there's a, there's a gap. Uh, and what's compounded is that we've just had a load of building work done so we're skint so I can't yeah. afford to get it done at the moment also fencing's so expensive yes. for, for what it is no offence if you're a fencer that's, excuse the pun but they've also got a security light fitted next door now so in the evening when that's on <laughs> lights come through the gaps it looks like close encounters of the third kind <laughs> It's crazy. And you can't do anything about it. It's embarrassing, mate. Many texts saying, why don't you just take the car to the car hire company and get them to fix the fob? That's the elephant in the room. That would be the sensible thing to do. That involves a 15-minute drive out of my way. So rather than just do that, you're daily actually climbing through the <laughs> passengers. Absolutely, yes. Incredible. Yeah. But we do want to hear about these the, the embarrassing things that you're just having to live with. There's no solution at the moment. Uh, Sharon, what is it for you? Yeah, I got a speeding fine this week. Ooh, I've had a few of them, Sharon. Joe, I've never had one. I've never had a speeding fine. And that's not through any, like, you know, me being organised and and not trying to get one. It just just never happened. That's weird, isn't it? That, That is weird. I can't believe that. Square. I can, I'm not, but... I'm not judging you in any way when I say I can't believe that, but I can't believe that. I can't believe it. Sharon, I can believe it. All right? I, I, let, what, let me, how come? How do you mean? Let me, let me tread the line carefully here, because you are the better of the three of us here, because it's, it's not good to speed... Uh, and I don't no. anymore. I'm reformed having gone to a couple of speeding awareness courses. You've learned the area of your ways. I have uh, eventually learned the <laughs> area of my ways. So drive carefully. Having said that, when you and I drove the length of this country in a pickup truck uh, trying to find the greatest chip shop... What a I week was, that was. I was struck... Um, what a safe driver you are. Oh, thank you very much. You are the kind of person that holds your hands at 10 to 2 and yep. feeds the wheel and everything. I think that's... The, I Actually, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And around about five five miles an hour underneath any speed limit. Feeds the wheel well. Can I add that as, uh, as <laughs> something on LinkedIn? An endorsement. Sorry, Sharon, we're chatting away here if you're not there. So tell us what's going oh, on with you then. Wait, no, I was quite enjoying it. I was thinking you should have that put on a T-shirt, feeds the wheel well. I think that would be quite... Quite good. I'm getting it put on the back of a shirt immediately after the end of this show. Hometime merchandise. Yeah. Just just watch. It's going to come soon, Sharon. Take take the medicine. Go to the course. They're, they're good. They're good, Sharon. Yeah. You should go. Lovely. I'm looking forward. I, I don't think I'm you know, kind of looking forward to the kind of people that might be there. I've got a bit of a vision of who might be my tribe. No, it'll be like course. people like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Usual suspects. Are you embarrassed about it then, Sharon? Have you told? Have you tried to not to tell other people and stuff? I've told a couple of people. Um, it's kind of embarrassment slash anger. Sort of thing, Great combination. I know. And I think I was I was caught um, on a kind of covert mission sort of thing. I mean, there was no camera. There was nobody standing at the side of the road, but there was a, a little dodgy white van, and I think uh, the Rosers were lurking in there. So 
That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Conspiracy theory, embarrassment Absolutely. and anger. What a fantastic combination. <laughs> yeah. Especially on a wet Thursday. Can't go wrong. We've not told many people, but quite a few know now, Sharon. <laughs> I know. But they don't know where I live or anything, so they can't find me. Well, wait until after the song. <laughs> All right, OK. Uh, Paul says, my works van, 14 years old. The driver's side door top hinge is broken. It's OK while it's locked, but every time I want to get in or out, I have to unlock it and actually lift the door off the remaining hinge and then put it back on and lock it. If I forget, the door just falls off. Uh, I'm thinking of wearing a clown's costume. It will then look like it's done on purpose and will be probably less embarrassing. I urge you all to sort your acts out. Uh, Howard, you also struggle. Yeah, I have to break into my own car across the gear stick regularly. So I'm not the only person. No, no. So if I'm, if I'm like, maybe I live next door to you, I look out the bedroom window in the morning, uh, what are you up to then, Howard? What would I see? Uh, you see me checking the temperature gauge outside our front door and then uh, having to go round to the passenger side, open that, scramble in, put the seat back, get myself comfortable, lean across, shut the passenger door, <laughs> and then hopefully drive away. So is, is this like, you, you say you're looking at the temperature, what, a, a cold temperature, your driver door is frozen or something? Well, bizarrely, it opens, but it won't close. The catch won't bite. It just bounces open. I can't risk opening it and not being able to close it. Wow, what a day-to-day -day jeopardy to live your life by. And, you know, the question we've had raised, you know, for Richie and yourself, why don't you just go and get it fixed? What, what's wrong with the pair of you? I went to the garage and they said, yeah, that happens quite a lot. Oh. <laughs> it's not very helpful, is it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, their, their only advice was to, to park nearer the house to shelter it a bit, but that means I've got to go in tight enough that I can't even get out of the passenger, the driver's door anyway, so I'm no better off. Gosh, so strange. Your life is very stressful, even thinking about these things. That's why that, that, entering through the passenger door is stressful. It, it really is. I've always said that. <laughs> I can't recommend it. Um, well, I think we'll leave it there, right? Yeah, I'll see you there. Probably best. Bye-bye. This is Home Time with Bush and Ritchie. Bush and Ritchie's bonus day. It's a leap year. As you know, we've been trying to organise a bonus day. Let's not waste the 29th of February. It's a day that we only get every four years. Do something with it that you want to be doing. Ray is the man who has told us that he wants to go to the secret tunnels of the London Underground. And we're a little bit excited because we think our next guest could help. Well, it's an honour to welcome to the show programme manager of Hidden London at the London Transport Museum. It's Laura. Laura, welcome to Home Time. Thanks for having me. How are you? We're good, Laura. Um, just your title alone uh, raises some excitement here in the studio that we might be getting closer. Uh, unless uh, it's a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> um, that we might be getting closer to our, our goal of getting Ray underground to secret tunnels uh, for our bonus day. Well, I'm glad you're excited because I'm really hoping that we will reach the goal after the end of this conversation because... I work for a team that basically take people on tours of the underground network in London and we would love to offer Ray a tour of a fantastic site that we do, Down Street Station. Oh, wow. So we were looking at... This is amazing. First of all, thank you so much. Yes. We're going to be over the moon. Ray is going to be absolutely over the moon by this as well. Uh, we were talking about some of the different stations and some of the history in the week, just speculating. Down Street's a good one, right? 
Well, Down Street's fantastic. The Hidden London programme actually do uh, 10 different sites at the moment, so there's a lot to choose from if anybody was interested. But Down Street's particularly interesting because it's kind of had a number of lives. Um, first of all, it was, you know, a commuter station nestled between Hyde Park Corner and Green Park, but it just wasn't used and it closed. Uh, and it closed in 1932. It had quite a short life. And then it lived to kind of ventilate the rest of the Piccadilly line. And in 1939, the Railway Executive Committee converted it to a secret bunker to enable rail munitions to uh, continue through the war. Now, you see, Laura, the, the, the thing that is great about this is we're, we're making Ray's dreams come true by going to a secret underground station and tunnel. Yep. Uh, Bush loves all his wartime history, so we're ticking something off for him. Win-win. <laughs> and I just love railways, so I'm going to be so happy. This is the perfect place to be going. It's the dreams come true, Laura. It really, really is. And I love the fact that you've got kind of access to this. So in your office, do you have, like, the keys? Are the keys to Down Street on, you know, next to everyone's coats on, on a hook? I'd, I'd love it if they were and we had like a big secret kind of like key ring on it. But no, we, uh, we work really closely with TFL and we sign the keys out uh, from their station and we're all very heavily trained in track access and health and safety so that we can take people down safely into these spaces. They're all, all of the sites that we do across Hidden London are really unique and offer something very different. So each one you have to be trained slightly different for. Um, but it will be Siddy Holloway who's going to be delivering the tourists if you'd like to take us up on the offer. Oh, wow. Um, and she is a co-presenter on Secrets of the London Underground, which is a TV show. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. Well, I'm going to have to People... raise my hand here on this one. I, I do have Secrets of the London Underground on Series Link uh, there you on go. the yes. Skybox. <laughs> so you will know that Series 4 is imminent. Um, yes. And, so, and she'll, what she'll do is she will bring the station to life for you guys. It's going to be so amazing because... There's so much there about discovery and refuge. You know, a team of 40 ate, slept and worked underground there. So you're going to get to see this space. Um, it's it's going to be so amazing. They've used every kind of inch of this space meticulously to convert it for the for the REC. So you're going to stand in this space and just breathe it in um, and just, it's so exciting. I'm excited for you. Oh, we're so excited and I lo we love the fact that it's almost like uh, a piece of history trapped in time there. Do you know what I mean? It's kept as is. A little bit like some of the studios that we work in here at Absolute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> little museums of their own. <laughs> they are little museums of their own. And final question, we've, we've talked about this in the week. What, what do we need to wear? Obviously, we'll pass this on to Ray for his bonus day, but what do Richie yeah. and I need to wear? Do we need to bring our own torches, helmets, ropes, ladders? Well, <laughs> this, this is important. The first few, yes, we will provide a torch. We will provide a hard hat. Please don't bring any ropes and ladders. That, that's unnecessary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but I would advise wearing, you know, put a sturdy shoe on, put a trainer or a boot that's not open toe or anything like that because you don't want any, uh, any any damage to your toes. I think it looks um, like we're going to get our Snowden hiking boots back out I again. I think you should. Yes. I think you should. She's saying um, no I, sliders, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> no sliders, lads. Yeah, please please don't bring a flip-flop. And um, please wear dark clothes because it gets really, really dusty down there. Oh. Amazing. Well, this, you've made our dreams come true. We know for sure you've made Ray's bonus day and dreams come true. Laura from the London and Transport Museum. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Richie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio 60s. So this is quite a rollover, folks. None of you lot have managed to guess what this sound is from the 1960s. 
So, look, if you were a 60s child or you listen to Absolute Radio 60s, this is your chance to shine. People have tried. Uh, they've gone with a coffee percolator, a dice in a cup and a cocktail shaker, but it's none of those. Hmm. Melanie, uh, will you be the person to take it down today? How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, Melanie, give us a little update on how your Thursday's been. Um, I was at work, started work at quarter to seven this morning, got home at five, and I'm ready, I'm ready to go out for a bite to eat. Oh, what's she what's going she out saying? for a bite to eat tonight? Oh, what, what, where, are you do, where are you going? What are you doing? Uh, just a small pub around the corner from us. Um, I'm working. I'm working late shifts all weekend. So. What do you think Melanie's going to have, Richie? You, you've heard Melanie. We've, we get to, we've got to know her a little bit. What's she having at the pub? It's a pub meal. Uh, she's going Hunter's Chicken. Hunter's Chicken. Is that right, Melanie? Oh, no. Oh. OK, I'm going to go bangers and mash. Old school. Is that what you're having, Melanie? No, no. What are you going to have for Melanie? Salmon. Oh, Whoa, that's a curveball. Someone's doing all right for themselves. Uh, <laughs> Melanie, when you listen to Home Time, what absolute radio station of choice do you go with? Your absolute radio. That's just straight up just absolute straight, radio. Straight up absolute straight radio. Up, yeah. Has it neat? Right, OK, fair enough. And what's your view of the 1960s? This is a 1960s uh, sound here. What do you think of it? I only had three years of the 60s. Okay, so just a little bit of what's the sixties? Asbestos in roofs, three day working week, and bins on uh, everywhere. Yeah, moving house a couple of times. That's about all I remember. Okay. Uh, well, let's see what your guess is for the sound tonight, Melanie. Uh, could get you a signed home time digital radio. What are you going with? Teas made. Let's have a listen. What is that sound in the teas made world? That's it going into the cup after it's started pouring. Oh, I see. Not the bubbling of it, of it actually cooking up. No. It's a weird thing in the tea's made. What you're essentially doing is, is allowing an, an item to start warming up whilst you're all asleep. Yes, by your ear. By your, your ear. Table. <laughs> Let's have a listen one more time. Uh, what percentage sure are you about this, Melanie? 95. Wow. wow as sure is... as she is about the salmon, that's for sure. Very confident. Well, <laughs> let's see whether you've won. Your loser. You have lost. Sorry, oh. mate. Set yourself up there, Melanie, I'm afraid. No bother. Well, at least you're having salmon in a pub this evening, so things just keep on going up for you. What about that? Yeah. En croute? That's a personal question. Um, I don't know. can't remember how it's done. Do let us know. Get back to us on that one. Um, sound of the decades will return from the 60s. En croute on Monday. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Right, what I would do... Yeah. Um is the phone call would go like this. I'd say, oh, do you know what? I found it really hard with you being away because um, I'm missing you lot so much. I'm yeah. not, I don't even have to get up and go to do some of the jobs that I know that I should be doing around the house. Do you think she's going to buy that? <laughs> no, knowing you're Katie, no. no. <laughs> not in a million years. She'll have, uh, to use an old-fashioned school phrase, she'll have me guts for garters.